Jensen and Brie Picconi and we're late, late to the, the party. party a podcast about film fashion and pop culture from two best friends mentally in a carefully curated Nancy Myers kitchen <sighs> in anytime anytime from what 1998 to 2015 yes because we've been on hiatus because Netflix won't give us the budget damn it Netflix <laughs> I know I thought that was hilarious that like they're like we won't go over 130 million which does sound like a lot but like give nancy myers her kitchen like i know well we'll talk about that because i feel like nancy myers is justified to have that big of a budget i think so but today we are discussing nancy myers and her cinematic universe yeah the nmcu yes nmcu for short NMCU Avengers Assemble. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about Nancy Myers and her work and all of her films and her style, mm-hmm. which I feel like she is the queen of the rom-com, even though her, a lot of her movies aren't romantic comedies. But what we as like a society associate with, I think Nancy Myers is just the chick flick director yes. of our times. She is. She's like the chick flick queen. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, I also, I notice like a lot of her movies, they are like two hours long, but they don't feel like it. And they're also, I feel like they're definitely made for women. Like, I don't know. It's like, it taps into this feminine experience, I guess. Of sorts, you know? For sure. I think a Nancy Myers film is like a a good, like, you know when you've had a stressful day at work uh-huh. or in life and you just want to cozy up with a comfy blanket, sip some tea and have a like a vanilla candle going? Her movies are like the equivalent of that. It's just a warm little hug a yeah. little escape i was gonna say they feel like an escape like there's always like some form of drama but there's always like but not too much and not too sad because nancy myers does not like a sad film yeah it, but they're also there's like heartwarming aspects of the you know there's it gets you going in the feelings like it's not void of like sadness completely or like no. emotion i don't know but it's, it's it's like a slice of life yeah which she has a lot of nancyisms which we're bound to talk about for sure but what is your relationship with nancy myers and her work okay well i definitely saw the parent trap just like you like back in the day ten thousand times i feel like we wore out that like vhs um it shaped me as a person i can probably quote the parent trap front to back right Mm-hmm. I remember trying to switch places with you. We used <laughs> to switch places all of the parent trap. We didn't pull it off. Uh, no. However, all we did, you because you had like a bob haircut for one. Why didn't you cut your hair? I know. Like in the movie, commit. <laughs> Truly. And I feel like growing up, the roles might have reversed now, but growing up, I was a Hallie and you were an Annie for sure. And now I think I'm an Annie and you're a Hallie. Really? A little bit. No offense. Huh. You've um 
you've gotten a little more street smart, you know, a little more like loosey goosey, and I've gotten a little more put together. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be put together. That's funny. You used to wear like matching tweed suits. Actually, and I did. And now you're like. <laughs> now look at me, stoner she. Yes. And I used to like. I used to literally wear mismatched clothes. So in a way, we did switch places. We did, spiritually. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to light. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say the parent trap. Um, something's Gotta Give had an impact on me when it came out. I don't know why. I think it was my um, introduction to like like an adult like rom. Well, I mean, I'd seen rom-coms, but like mm-hmm. in a Nancy Myers rom-com. Like I hadn't, I hadn't seen What Women Want or like The Holiday, you know, and I just remember like at that time, the Jack Nicholson was... Still That's a like big your deal. Dude, you love olds. Yeah, I love olds. Um I don't I mean I do like Jack Nicholson's alright. I I'm not that hardcore as some people might might be. I, I just That has to be a generational thing because we only know him later in life. Mm-hmm. Like I don't also from The Shining, yeah. and that's yeah. like not cute. You know what I mean? Like that's not like that doesn't get I'm not like, ooh, let me see that fella, you know? Yeah. Like I think we're an old soul in a lot of ways, or like I feel like I'm an old soul in a lot of ways. But Jack Nicholson, I can't name a movie bef- like pre two thousand except The Shining that Jack Nicholson was in. Oh man, was it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Oh yeah, that, that was one. Uh, The Shining, and that's it. That's, that's all. It. I that's got. all I can think. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> something's got to give about Schmidt, The Departed. That's what I know. Oh yeah, The Departed. Jack Nicholson at the Oscars. That's how I know him with the tinted glasses. Oh, yeah. On a yacht with his belly hanging out, like with all like the hot babes. That's what I know. <laughs> Aspirational. Yes. Um, you know what I think, though? I think that the Diane Keaton of it all is probably what also held my attention mm-hmm. in that movie. And I remember just watching a lot of Diane Keaton movies in general because she's been in a lot of kind of like rom-com or heartwarming, like. I don't want to say Hallmark movies because they're not Hallmark movies, but I don't know how to describe it. Um, She's, I don't believe she was in the beginning of her career, just the Woody Allen of it all. But Diane Keaton, like from like Baby Boom, which is written by Nancy Myers on. She's like a gal's gal. Yes. And even movies go because she's in First Wives Club and she's in now like she's in Book Club. She's Mm -hmm. done uh, so many Nancy Myers films. She's really like a patron saint of the female comedy, I guess. I just love Diane Keaton, and I feel like her characters, like they're for me, they're usually like aspirational. I just, I just want to be Diane Keaton. Like I love her style, I love her attitude. I do as well. I think she's like a great symbol of like a working woman. She's like the Nancy Myers. Well, she's the Nancy Myers, not doppelganger. What's the word? I was going to say, though, they do look alike. Like when I was like looking up Nancy Myers, I'm like, wait a minute. No wonder she cast Diane Keaton. Well, like, Diane Keaton is the like stand in for Nancy, I think. I th- yeah, I can see that. But she's also the woman because Nancy Myers, we'll, we'll get into the coastal grandma of it all eventually, I, I'm assuming, because how can you not? Right. Um. But Diane Keaton is the great, like, example of, like, an affluent white woman Mm -hmm. who's successful, but, like, single. 
She's post-divorce. Yes. Nancy. And loving it. And loving it. Yeah. Or sort of loving. I don't know. Well, finding herself. Finding herself. I think Nancy Myers movies, too, are a great example. And I think this is why it speaks to so many women. But it's the... All of her protagonists are older women who are past their prime. Mm-hmm. Like, even... Besides Parent Trap. But even in um, What Women Want, you know, Helen Hunt is not 20. No. She's in her 30s. She's, you know, established. And it's always these, like, really successful women. Yes. And what happens after the first divorce or what happens after they've had the kids and had the dream, like, all Mm. that they, society says that they want. There is a second life for them. And another thing I've noticed is that like not a lot of people are celebrating their success or like their maybe their man, their ex or maybe even their like in the intern. It's like, I don't know. It's just an interesting theme. I think that like there's like, I, I guess like whoever their partner is doesn't seem to be providing that like. You go, you know, it's like kind of disappointing. And they're like, you see them go through that. And then someone on the outside is like, you deserve like this credit or something. The older generation. Yeah. She's all, Nancy Myers is also a great kind of spokesperson or like a great like um, patriot for the older men. Mm-hmm. Like with Jack Nicholson or Alec Baldwin or Steve Martin, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Giving them a leading man role again. That is kind of cool. Yeah. and But I think the intern's great because, and it is, even if she doesn't get to make another movie again, it is a great final movie in a sense. I hope it's not true. Yeah. But it is great final movie because of what you just said, how it takes all these tropes and what we think, what like expectations and turns them on its head. It's like, yeah, the woman has it all. Mm-hmm. You you know, it's, she's like the feminist ideal. Yeah. This is what we're, we strive for, what we want, the, you know, third wave feminism. And it's like, what next? Right. It really asks the question, like, what's next? It's a good question. I think this is what right now we're, we're all going through too. It's like, yes. yeah, you can have it all, but you're not going to have the husband. You're going to get Anders home. No offense. Mm. Like that's. Because successful women draw out the insecurities in men. It it is funny because it's like at the beginning of that journey and a lot of Nancy Myers films, like something's got to give or like or it's complicated or like what happens when the dude finally appreciates the woman. True. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get. I mean, I don't know how much we'll get into it, but I have thoughts on the intern anyway. (laughs) I'll save them, though. (laughs) But... But yeah, no, I've always loved Nancy Myers. Yeah. Tell me about your experience with Nancy Myers. Well, The Parent Trap is a seminal movie in my life. It's defined who I am and all the ways. I think that movie and The Parent or, um, the parent Trap and, <laughs> and The Parent Trap, the parent trap full stop, uh, and The Princess Diaries are they're like the movies that define my childhood. Mm. But I didn't see what women want. I remember it was a huge hit. Um, something's got to give. I didn't see at the time. My first Nancy Myers introduction where I properly knew what was Nancy was The Holiday. Okay. And I love The Holiday. 
Yeah, I was late to the party on that one, but such a good movie. It's such a comfort film. Yes, which we did an episode on. Yes, we, we did. talked all about it. Talked all about Mr. Napkinhead. Yeah. The scooby doos of Jack Black. Uh-huh. He's um, wild. And that's when we coined the NMCU. Yeah. That was a fun episode. That was really fun. Yeah, check it out. If yeah. You, if you go back, I don't know, what is it, like episode 10 or something? It's Before. like way... Is it really? I think so. Yeah, it was one of our first episodes. Yes. But oh, what was I going to say? So I loved the holiday as a kid. And then It's Complicated came out. And that was my phase of, and I'm still not out of the phase of like the Meryl Streep as a leading like like box office draw actress. Yes. Like this was her run where she did It's Complicated. She did Mama, Mama Mia. Mia. Yep. Um, she did Julie and Julia. Yes, I remember Julie and Julia is very Nancy Myers esque. Well, it's Nora Ephron, which I always get confused. I get them confused as well. There was like a few. I forgot um what movie it was. It was there's another movie I was thinking about, and then I'm like, oh wait, that's oh maybe it was like when Harry met Sally. I was thinking, but that's Nora Ephron. Well, she wrote that, yeah. And I get confused. Love her too, though. Yes. Well, we got to do Nora Ephron because she's one of the greats. Yes. That's a deeper dive, though. I feel like we'd have to read her books and we'd have to like really get give her it. a proper because she was a a writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, so was Nancy Myers because I think before we get into the movies, let's just say like there's Private Benjamin and like Baby Boom and Father of the Bride. Yes. Irreconcilable Differences. All these movies she did with Charles Shire, her husband. Mm-hmm. Then they split up. During yes. the production of The Parent Trap. Oh, my gosh. Maybe hadn't it's complicated type situation. I don't know. I bet. I bet they did. But I get confused between Nora Ephron and Meryl. Or not Meryl, but like Nancy because of the Meryl. Yes. Because she did Heartburn, which uh. is Nora Ephron wrote that. So she's in both universes. Mm-hmm. And Julie and Julia. Julie and Julia. That was a good one, too. I love Julie and Julia. Meryl Streep is just amazing. I I think the way also that Nancy Myers casts her films, like you cannot, she's not made a bad movie. And she, I think part of it is the casting. Like it's the writing, but it's also the casting because she casts like well-known like stars that, I don't know, that really give. Something's got to (laughs) give. Yeah. No, she does cast movie stars. And they have chemistry. Like, they're just, they're doing the most, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think maybe the one with the least amount of chemistry is Helen Hunt and Mel Gibson. Yeah. But still. I still bought it, though, because I was thinking that, too. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. But then I was like, okay. I came around to it. Like, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I've just been a Nancy Myers fan all the way through. And then I watched finally last year, Something's Gotta Give, and everything clicked. Like, yeah. that really is her, like, magnum opus in a lot of ways. Even though I think that Diane Keaton should have ended up with Keanu. That would have been hot. hot. take. Yeah. That would have been interesting. That's kind of like it's complicated in a way, like, sort of, that she goes with. I don't know. There's very interesting. Something else I noticed about her films is she kind of plays with the idea of, like, maybe dating someone older or younger or that like i don't know there's something going on there i don't know how to 
yeah word it um like there's like age gaps even if there's not a romantic thing happening there's like like in the intern there's they're not like romantically involved but but they connect on a level that's also awesome because i don't see we don't see that on screen a lot Mm-mm. it's like an older person especially a man mm-hmm. and a young woman just learn a lot from each other yeah and help each other grow and go on this journey but it's not romantic yeah i don't know what my point was i wanted her to end up with keanu too though like that would have been really cool better fit better fit yeah truly it's not about age age ain't nothing but a number yeah i get it though like like i think what maybe what she was trying to say but yeah but i love how like even then you know that was oh three i think like Nancy Myers in her films explores, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is what you're trying to say, but explores that age gap, like who you should be with versus who's, that's like, it's complicated. It's like she, her heart wants Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Or maybe not her heart, maybe something else. Maybe something else. But she wants Alec Baldwin. Uh Uh-huh. Not good for her. So what if the story goes that you pick the one that's good for you. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like from something's got to give to it's complicated, there was growth, like, in the main character. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like because she chooses Steve Martin in the end and not Alec Baldwin, you know what I mean? I feel like, because I do, when I think about it, uh, or something's got to give, I feel like, yeah, Keanu may have been the better option, but. But it's also like different fantasies. Yeah, maybe it's a different fantasy. Yeah, there's a fantasy for everyone in the NMCU. Yes, or a different journey for everyone. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of... Okay, so I don't know if this is going to timestamp us a little bit, but Taylor Swift. Uh Uh-huh. You know, Taylor Swift is known for writing songs about love. Right. So it's only natural that people would comment on her love life to an extent. Sure. Because she has a whole 15-year long catalog of, you know, she started out writing like fairy tale, like like she's basically the songwriter version of a Nancy Myers film. Okay. Like she's, High production High production, never a miss, always slapping, but... You know, she's, like, working out scenarios. It may be autobiographical, like Nancy, maybe not. She's kind of playing around with what is love, always growing, always evolving. But also, she has that element, especially in her early songs, of wish fulfillment. Mm. And now, she's been in the news because of the heiress tour, but also because she broke up with her vanilla boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, Thank God. Remember when we did that episode? I never really, nothing about him did did anything for me, but I don't know. The most boring man. I didn't really buy it, to be honest. I was just like, oh, I think he's just existing. I don't know. I mean, he could be her beard. I am also a gayler, but whatever. Remember that episode we did where we talked about Midnight's Uh and I like, was like, maybe we're all gaylers because this man is so vanilla it yeah really we just want to spice it up we just want to yeah. believe she's gay or something just something interesting this is too boring yeah she's found something interesting yeah she's chosen a different path like people think maddie healy is very problematic mm. 
which I don't because I like the 1975, possibly even before I like Taylor Swift. So, right. But she's picked someone very interesting as her new love interest. And it's this idea that you can be a successful woman on your own Hmm. and have love interests. Yes, you can have. Yeah, I like the fact that there's exploration of like these really like it doesn't have to be all that serious yeah you know back to nancy it's like yeah i don't know if that makes any sense the taylor swift is like the music version of nancy myers i love seeing in it's complicated i love seeing like meryl streep's character make bad decisions yes i'm like you go girl when she's poking smocked yeah exactly which was in 2009 do you remember every single trailer that they came out like it was always about poking smut. Oh my god! Wait, of that movie you mean? Yeah, like the, I remember the trailer just on every TV spot. Maybe and it was all like Meryl Streep smoking a doobie. Maybe that's why I remember that scene so well. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's complicated. It is, but hmm. So Nancy Myers was born in 1949. Uh, she's a Philly girl. Oh, nice. Yeah. It shows. It does. I love how she does film most of her movies in New York. I love e- that too. Even It's Complicated, which is set in Santa Barbara. But it's a vibe. I love when anything's filmed in the city. I do too. It it has a new, like it has a different, I think because a, New York City is ever changing maybe. Mm. And it's so influenced by the people. They kind of get that a little more than. A movie shot in Vancouver. Yeah. No shade. <laughs> no shade to Vancouver. <laughs> no. But that's probably also why Nancy Myers films are like, they always go over production. Like, they spend so much money because you get these big stars who, for It's Complicated, Meryl Streep got her initial quote, which never happens. So, like, all these movie stars are getting paid the big bucks. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. True. She's shooting... On location or like just in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's Spency. Yep. Um, she doesn't skimp on music licensing. I was gonna say music too. I've noticed, like, yeah, there's like legit songs. Always a Rat Pack song. <laughs> Always those immaculate kitchens. Those have to be. Do they just like build straight up kitchens or like model kitchens that look? They look like so. Like, detailed and just... For sure. Well, she's so meticulous. Like, David Fincher level meticulous about interiors. But her mom was an interior designer, so... Oh, that makes total sense. I love that. That'd be so cool to do that for a film. Like, it's interesting, though, because, like, as the director, you don't usually get that involved, right? You might get involved, but you're... Usually someone else does that kind of research and design for you, right? For sure. And Nancy has final cut, on all our films. Right. Which that also was rare, right? Like, Very rare. Especially with now. Studios too, right? Like larger studios probably get the say or something. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I don't know exactly the ins and outs, but like I think I think when we talk about Nancy Myers, her uphill battle is I think the misogyny of it all. Mm. Because if she was a man she would be recognized as like a David Fincher. She's like, oh, he's really like meticulous and like knows what he wants. And, you know, yeah, it goes over production or like it takes more time to set up a shot or she wants to do it like a billion times. But 
Yeah. But that's an, an artist when a man does it. When Nancy Myers does it for fluff, mm-hmm. people, you know, him and haw about it, essentially. Or, you know, Final Cut. Well, I think that, it, I don't know if that's exactly misogyny because, well, maybe it is in some type of way. Um, just because there's not as many female directors. Mm-hmm. And every time there's like a female director, it's like, you should be indebted to us that we like let you in the boys club, it mm. seems, is the narrative. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I mean, it just could be like female directors are few and far between. But you hear, you know, like male famous directors getting final cut. It's great. Yeah. Nancy does it. It's It's viewed from... To me, I'm like, that's badass. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I agree. But to some people, it's like... It was like they roll in their eyes. They're yeah. like, whatever. But I feel like that's the thing about Nancy Myers too. It's like, you're either eye-rolling about her or you're like, she's the greatest yeah. filmmaker to ever <laughs> exist. Yeah. So, I'm in that camp. Same. Yeah. She don't make no junk. She doesn't. She's like a Miramax film. But not as problematic. No. No, I don't know. I think I really love what she does. I love the attention to detail. Um, It just means that she cares, you know? Yeah. It's also like, back to the Marvel, if we're going to call this the NMCU, because mm-hmm. Nancy Myers has a cinematic universe. She does. And so many Nancyisms. Why... Do we get a Marvel movie? Like two a year, three a year. Too many. Three hours long. I mean, yes, they make a lot of money, make a lot of money overseas. But mm-hmm. so does Nancy Myers to be. I mean, what women want is was like huge. It was maybe the second or it's the second highest grossing romantic comedy, maybe third now. I, I don't know. It's it's up there. Mm. Um, it's complicated, did well overseas, I think. Um so she does make money, but she doesn't make she doesn't Marvel get her, money. Yeah. Which is shitty. Because. Is it just in America, though, that people aren't recognizing? Like, no, I, I think it's because like a Disney or a whatever, like a studio is. We've been in such like a Marvel bubble. Yeah. That if you're not making the most money, like Avatar money. Oh, yeah. Then you the, don't exist. You don't stay at the theater that long either, right? Isn't no. that a thing? Like, you, if you... Like, they raise the bar, right, for kind of what studios kind of want to see as far as they the money they make. They impossible benchmark for success, though. Yeah. It's also a totally different movie. So if you're going... I mean... It's just, you know, such a different vibe, like a Marvel movie versus like a Nancy Myers film. You really can't compare them. They're like two totally different things. Like, And their success and their counter programming. And if we don't have any of that, if you can only go to the movies mm-hmm. to see these like crazy. Yeah. See, oh, I was going to say, that's why I want to see like, actually, I don't even know if it's still there. Is 80 for Brady still playing? Do we no, miss it's it? It's on Paramount you probably Plus. Missed it. I hate that though. Like, I hate the streaming services of it all. I'm sorry. I want to go back to the movies. I don't know. I, I, I know a lot of it's probably pandemic related in the aftermath, but I'm still like pro movie theater. I think 
we have to hold out hope for Oppenheimer mm. in Barbie this year. Yes, I really want to see Barbie. I do too. We have to. But I think those two movies have this because Christopher Nolan movies are still original movies or like you know where he does have a lot of creative control and he is director like mm-hmm. an actual director and they make a lot of money and i think with oppenheimer there's a real chance because tenant because of the pandemic you know wasn't it was successful but you know the pandemic of it all this is nolan's back yes it's gonna be a huge movie this summer greta gerwig's barbie yes oh my gosh so i think we'll see this summer if like the movie theater is back i do want to ask your opinion if we're going down this rabbit hole okay so i read this article i think this morning i was half asleep so i think this morning i don't know (laughs) it's all good um basically it was what we we know like it was like instagram's dead oh twitter's dead yeah twitter's is kind of dead yeah like social media is dead good like we're on it but we don't want to be on on it it. yeah honestly i don't but i know it's what people do but and there's like it was this article where it was like these are gen z's alternatives and it was like uh like geneva which is like female discourse It, it was a whole article but it made me think if you know i think we're going to see in the next couple years more authentic voices Mm. because the influencer is going to die out and i think that's god true but like i think like the cream is gonna rise to the top i think we're gonna get a lot more people that are actually going to have to create things okay not just influence i think we're gonna get a lot more emma chamberlain's who maybe use YouTuber social media as a starting out point. Yeah. And then go into podcasting like she did or have like a coffee venture. Doing something with it. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get back to a place where we do something with it, mm. which is why I, I really am like glad that we have a podcast. You know what I mean? Like we could have just been like, well, you know, we could just like do some TikToks. Yeah. Let us influence the people. Yeah. Let's- I mean, I feel like that seems, you know, like a couple years ago. <laughs> that, that was. Means. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I think we're going to, re- we're going to have to revert back to a level of like, if we're going to put ourselves out there. Yeah. Like the, it's widened who can enter the doors mm-hmm. and gain success or notoriety, but you're going to have to do something with it or have actual thoughts sure so i wonder with the movies i don't think we can stand by like the way it's been for the past five years with like just marvel just avatar we can't do that anymore and netflix you know they've had all those layoffs they're kind of going down they're going through something yeah so my thing is i think that nancy myers Maybe in the next couple of years could just have a big studio be like, oh, my God, we need counter programming again. I hope so. We need like for Avatar 3, that's going to do really well. But the movies are back. I hope the movies are back. Like, I cannot wait. Uh, I, I think movies are so important and they are kind of meant to be. There's something special about going and sharing an experience, you know, like with your loved ones, with strangers, even 
you know, even just going by yourself to a movie or just your, your friends, whatever, like just seeing something on the big screen, it just has more impact and it makes memories and like, yeah, you can watch it on streaming later, but that's like so lazy. Like that's, I don't know, to me, like as like a, or just the way things are released really gets me. I don't know. I think we do also, you're right. We need counter-programming. It can't just be Marvel. That's part of the reason maybe why some people don't go is because of the Marvel of it all. Because not everyone wants to see that. And it is kind of pandering. It's like, there's such a formula to Marvel movies and you kind of see it played out over and over. So it is kind of boring. It's unoriginal. The last um, preview for a Marvel movie I saw when I was at the theater, it was like another... It was like universes colliding. You know, we've already seen this idea of like multiple universes. I'm over it. Like, it's not creative anymore. It's like do something mm-hmm. different. You know what I mean? It's just. Well, and I know that there's writers on those films. Well, this is kind of this is going into like <laughs> talking even about the writer strike going on oh, yeah, right now yeah. where they're like for late night TV. They're like, well, until the writer strike is over, we're going to get AI generated writing, which Marvel and like all those movies, because there's so many writers. Mm-hmm. Your message, it is like AI generated. Don't get me started on AI. Okay. Well, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is, you know, and I, this maybe is just hopeful, like wishful thinking. Yeah. But like, I don't think we're going to stand for that. I hope not. We better not. I'm not standing for it. Like, what was I watching recently where I was like, this doesn't seem like it was written by people and it was very, it was like a TV show or something, but it was very off putting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of content now. And I I think it is the studios. Studios want to green light and give money to things that are guaranteed going to make the most money. Right? Because sure. that's business. Yep. But there's always cycles to things. Mm. So I think we're going to be done with this cycle and wanting actual voices. Some again. authenticity. Yeah. Which Nancy is. Yeah. Coming back to Nancy Myers, it is the way she does, like, what, as a filmmaker, she is very authentic to her voice. I agree. It'd be really cool to see what she has to say about, like, today society and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, today's, because, like, I feel like the intern does hold up, but, like, it's funny when you watch it because, like, everyone is still obsessed with Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, really hitting home like the technology and stuff but we've come a long way since 2015 oh my god can we talk about her views on the youth and millennials so funny it's so funny i mean it's i mean i think part of it is accurate for sure but it's just i think it's because okay so they're like the interns are 24 Mm -hmm. they're so we're not to flex I feel like I'm always like, we're so young. Yeah. <laughs> we're so young. But I feel like... We're babies. We're so babies. But I feel like the intern is like... Her take on millennials is definitely... Because we're in that zillennial group. So this they're a little... They're older than us. So it is like so cringe. Her take on millennials... Hmm. But it is so accurate. Like, I know people a little bit older than us that, like, in 2015 were like, I'm in the workforce now and I know Instagram. And I don't, it's, it is very, millennials are so cringy. (laughs) 
So she really does hit the nail on that head. But yeah. it is so interesting that like gap, even that really like five year gap between our age and like the millennials and the intern where yeah. I'd love to see her take on Gen Z even. I know that would be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because Gen Z wasn't really there yet. Mm-mm. So interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I love the juxtaposition there, too, with like Robert De Niro's character just being all old fashioned and bringing his briefcase and not knowing how to turn on a computer. I don't know. But then oddly, very technologically savvy in other ways. I know. He doesn't know USB, but he totally can like figure out how to do a camera setup. Yeah. He's a he's a like a instinctual vlogger for sure he is an instinct yeah that's his calling (laughs) oh he's gonna be an influencer truly that would be my like what if nancy meyer's new film is just like the intern too Uh but it's only about robert de niro as an influencer telling men how to be men that's really funny actually That'd be cool. And he brings in young men like charity cases and like houses. It's like Queer Eye, but like his name Ben. Ben I. Uh-huh. For the working guy. For the working guy. Oh, nice. I like it. I want to see that. Yeah. That is a thing about, I want spinoffs of every single Nancy Myers Cinematic Universe character. You want to know what happens? What happens? Does Alec Baldwin go back with Amanda Peet and their son Pedro? Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I Actually, it did bother me that there's questions and not exactly resolutions, especially in that movie, because it's like, well, because I, I, in a weird way, I do kind of root for them because I feel like they have so much chemistry. Yeah. But I totally understand why he might not be good for her. And he also has created his own problems with this like other wife that he has with children, which that's like messy. He's made it complicated. It's not really that complicated for Meryl Streep when you think about it. It's more complicated for him. Another story where Alec Baldwin's character becomes an actor, Uh shoots someone on set, It has to deal with the aftermath. I think that'd be great. That'd be so real. Yeah, let him work it out through the movie. Amanda Peet, therapeutic. Oh yeah, yes. Amanda Peet. Um, for some reason, gets stumbles into a lifestyle brand and has success, and goes on like Good Morning America and pronounces cucumber really funny, and says she's from Spain. Yes, and that's why she has a son named Pedro. Duh. I love this movie, Nick. It's a lot like real life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just off the dome. I don't know where I'm getting all these plot points. Also, like, Meryl and Steve Martin are obviously not going to last because she's not that attracted to him. Yes. They didn't have the chemistry. I want Steve Martin's character to find love. love. That's true, though. He does deserve it. He's the a great guy. guy. Yeah. He's, like, so patient. He's doing the most. He's building her a new kitchen also amongst other a new bedroom or something everything and, and then he's, nancy meyer's dream man yeah it's like she stands him up so many times too and he's still there he gives her all these chances that's the fantasy maybe it's true you can have both you can have all the chances too yeah <gasps> okay diane keaton and something's gotta give yeah jack nicholson has all those heart problems yeah he he has a heart attack, uh-huh. dies. She gets back with Keanu. Yeah. Keanu and her 
don't work out for some reason. Damn. In this NMCU scenario. But Diane Keaton, her character meets Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. They link up. Oh, and then Keanu, since he's a doctor, mm-hmm. something happens because Anne Hathaway's character in The Intern is always biking around that office. <laughs> you can't bike around that office. That's She's dangerous. She like hurts herself, has like a minor injury, yeah. goes to see Keanu because she's vacationing in the Hamptons too, but she's like, I don't want to, or wherever they're yeah, located. Wherever they, I don't know. Um, But yeah, she's vacationing. That's how those timelines will okay. She She's like, I'm not going to miss out on this vacation. Mm-hmm. She decides to kick Anders home to the curb because he's garbage. Yes, good. She should. For real. I hated that ending, by the way. I did too. And then she meets up with Keanu, her doctor, and they end Ooh, up together. Hot. I love that. It all works out for everyone. Yes, we need her to tie up the strings. That's what she should be doing. Not a movie with like Penelope Cruz and who else is in this movie that's supposed to be coming out? Um, oh, Owen Wilson? Nah. Michael I mean, Fassbender? Okay, no offense to oh, Scarlett Johansson. It doesn't... I think that would work well in like the 90s. Penelope Cruz and Michael Fassbender together would be hot, though. It would be. I mean, maybe. It could still be hot. But I like this idea of tying up the loose ends and the universe is colliding. I know I just said no. universe is colliding is overdone, but not in the, in the NMCU. That has not happened. It this hasn't. is different. Give the girls and gays what they want. Yeah. I love how this was supposed to be about her work, and I'm I know. Like, but what if we wrote this? <laughs> this is our fan fiction. Oh, you can't blame us though. Like we can't be the only ones having this like fantasy of the worlds colliding. Nancy Meyer started this. Yeah, it's her fault. And if she doesn't end it, we will. We will. Um, but would you like to talk about her Nancyisms? Sure. Okay. So first, the pretty obvious one, Nancy Meyer's kitchen. Yeah. She goes hard on those things. That's her her thing. That's her jam. There's Instagrams and articles and bump and Spotify playlists all wrapped around Nancy Meyer's kitchen. Oh, Spotify playlist. That's amazing. I, you know what? I think we've made our own playlist about playing music in a kitchen. I, I think it may not be exactly the same songs, but I wonder if subconsciously... It was like that idea, you know, the Nancy Myers kitchen of it all living a fantasy, yes. in a rom-com. You know what I'm saying? For sure. That and like practical magic because mm. they dance in that kitchen. I feel like in the nine, she's really tapped into the art of the kitchen, mm-hmm. which the kitchen is the heart of the home. It is. I fully believe that some people don't care about kitchens. I say they're important. They're not important until you see like a Nancy Myers level kitchen and then like walk around and breathe in that space and then you get it. And then you put on like a Nancy Myers playlist with like a lot of Rat Pack songs. I want a kitchen with a giant island as big as a bed. Ooh, one of those like really nice um what are they called? Fridges? Oh, oh my god. Like a sleek fridge. Yeah. Great backsplash. I want to lay. I want to roll all over the granite, uh, like countertops. Lots of lemons. Yeah, throw them all on me. <laughs> Fresh flowers. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, 
But yeah, so Nancy Myers does consider her film sets to function as a character in her films. Mm. And the kitchens are all different. Yes. Like the intern kitchen is a very different kitchen. It's a very modern kitchen to like um, Nancy Myers film um, the Meryl Streep. It's complicated. Yeah. That's a different kitchen. Well, she's also a baker. But you know. Do you have a favorite Nancy Myers kitchen, by the way? Huh. Or do you need to peep them? Because I also have some. I want to peep them. I, I remember the intern one very vividly. And obviously it's complicated. I do have a really soft spot for the Parent Trap kitchen, but it's also because I want... It's not Jessie. I always say her name wrong. I always have like a sweet spot for Chessie. Chessie. So I assume that the Parent Trap kitchen comes with Chessie. You know, honestly, my aesthetic... I like the intern kitchen the best. I knew it. It's sleek. It's it has that like slate it's the cool blue tone. cool tones. Yeah, I love the lighting fixtures. I love the um <laughs> the, Oh, the the spice shelf, the the drawers, the Not brass the drawers. handles. The floating shelves. Oh, they're floating. Okay, yes. Love a good floating shelf. So I would say that one, or it's complicated. I think it's complicated. Yes. It's great. I love it's complicated. I think that's my favorite kitchen. Again, with the floating shelves. But it's also like a huge island. Yes. Where it's really inviting because she is a baker. My fantasy. I want to be a baker. Like when I'm older. You should. I think that I'm going to go through like a really strong baking phase. Maybe open my own bakery. Just yes. just a feeling. Do it. But yes, I, I like it's complicated. So it's is that one your fave? I think that one's my fave. I think it's also a little for me reminiscent of cottage core. Maybe it's also because she has like a garden or something like just the house in general. Like I'm like, ooh. Because it feels sort of secluded. You know what I mean? I love that house. It's so inviting. Yes. Like, it's complicated. It's definitely like, oh, this is a wealthy white woman. Mm -hmm. It's like home for sure. But there's an element to, I think, all of Nancy Meyers' kitchens that is homey. Yes. And it fits the character. Like, for it's complicated. For, for example, that island has all the seating for, like, her guests and her kids and for her to cook and it's kind of like her stage yep i think it's a very cool touch i love that yeah but i mean the intern one's like a close second like i it's beautiful and especially if you're in like a like one of the brown is it a, a brown house what are they called brownstones brownstones <sighs> dream yeah i feel like it fits like were they in brooklyn Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, it definitely fits that vibe, you know? So I think, yeah, if I lived in Brooklyn, that would be like an ideal kitchen. Brooklyn. Chia. Chia. Chia <laughs> boy. Um. I do, if we're talking about interiors, not necessarily kitchen, but interiors, I love Nick's apartment and what women want. Yes. I love it. He does have a nice apartment. Why? Why do I... 
I think I want his apartment more than any of the other Nancy Myers movies, just because the space where, you know, it does look cozy, but it looks sleek enough. And he has like that long hallway where he's just dancing. And tall ceilings. Yes. And a record collection. I love it. Oh, all the windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm like, this is a vibe. I could hang out here. I love how in the movies, too, we spend time in these locations and, like, the setting is important. Like, I've noticed there's, like, a bit of, like, a score of music. It's, like, it's not exactly classical music. I don't know how to describe it, but along those lines, maybe jazzy kind of, you know what I mean, where you're just, like, in a scene for a moment. There's no dialogue. Mm -hmm. It just sets the tone. And I really enjoy that. Um, and also for talking about interiors, I really enjoyed Ben's closet in the intern. Yes. Like it was so organized. It's like a dream closet. That those ties that are just like very like high tech. Yes. I don't know all the, the cubes where his shirts are. Like it was just like gorgeous. I'm like really jelly. Did the home edit come in and like zhuzh up his closet like why is his closet so immaculate maybe because he like loves life and treats his life like he does he's like he's a good example of like i don't know like self-care you know what i mean i'm like wow he gets dressed every day i'm like i'm inspired he knows boundaries mm-hmm. oh, i love that <laughs> speaking of like rat like jazzy soundtracks can we talk about the nancy myers needle drops Sure. Okay. So in a Nancy Myers film, she always has like a rap packy, like a something's gotta give boopity bop song. But then it's usually in the beginning of her films or around the beginning, she includes some contemporary music. She does. That I love so much, but always baffles me. Yeah. Like, can you tell me why in something's gotta give? the song to like establish that we're in like the now living life as modern people is butterfly by crazy town wait how does that song go why does that sound about butterfly sugar Sugar. baby that like that song is like in the beginning of it why oh my god i forgot i guess yeah to establish like to connect with the youth maybe (laughs) i don't know truly because in 2003 we were still listening to crazy town we were right kind of no but i think nancy myers maybe she was she, she was, was like have you heard the song she's like the slaps i gotta find a way to to include this i love um i love how mel gibson in what women want he's like going through his daughter's cds Oh, yes. That's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Same. And he lands on the modern day needle drop in that movie is Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Love it. And he fully is singing it and getting into it. Like, that's like the best part of the movie for me. Like, he's feeling himself. Like, he's like really, he's really trying to get that female perspective. And he's just for real. I love Also, I love like this is the Nancy Myersism too. like showing a more vulnerable side to these like manly men. Yeah, but I love seeing Mel Gibson sing "Bitch" into himself in the mirror. Uh huh. While he paints his nails and smokes a cigarette, puts on his little facial. Yes, tries to wax his legs. Oh my god, love it! I also love how he does that all again, thinking that the spell will 
go away if he just does it again. That was funny. That was genius, though, except for the part where he goes outside with the hairdryer to electrocute himself because he gets he gets struck by lightning. And I feel like if you did that in real life, you probably would just die. Kill yourself. Yeah, like that's not... I hope no one looks at that and thinks, oh, this is a great idea. Like, I need to, like, read women's minds. Let me try to go out in the rain and, like, electrocute myself. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. Oh, and uh, speaking of needle drops, too. The intern, cringy 2014 music. So there's, like, the Eye by Kendrick Lamar, which I get. It's cool. It's yeah. a cool choice. Sure. But then Nancy Myers decides to follow that directly up with All About That Bass. Oh, my God. I don't remember this. I think I blocked it out because we just had a conversation about that song and how it scarred us. And yeah, because in my notes, I think I completely skipped over that. Well, no, it's like it starts off like introducing Jules's office with I by Kendrick Lamar, which you get. But then when Ben walks in the office, like a scene or two later, it's all about the face. Oh, my God. To really just cement the 2015 of it all, I think. Isn't there also a scene like where, you know, like when they break into like, like Anne Hathaway, her character, like she, she sends her mom like this mean. That she calls a terrorist. Yeah. That's the subject line is my mom is a terrorist. And then it says, what does it say? Like, why is she such a raging bitch? And it's like, she's like, oh my God, I didn't mean to send that to her. We have to go. It's like a, it's like a whole operation. It's like a heist, and like Robert De Niro, he's like, we gotta. Yeah. He like orchestra. He's like, I know. We just gotta break in there and get the computer. It'll be easy. And he gets his like the other interns or whatever in on it. But the one guy in the car in the getaway oh, car yeah. is he like singing Busta Rhymes or he something? Is. Like he's just like that part cracked me up. I wonder if that was like an Adam Divine like suggestion i know nancy myers is very meticulous but i wonder if he was like well yeah do you, do you know i can rap to this whose so, idea was that yeah it's funny seeing him try to keep up with the rhymes though true i do love too. there is a reference to workaholics in the intern like adam divine something about anders home care anders holmes character he makes like like i know him or something about there's a workaholics reference which i appreciate cool beans but yeah you know she takes a year to write her films followed by six months of filming and another six months of editing it's a long time it is a long time but you know worth it worth it but yeah she's so aesthetically involved which i it shows love i feel like all her movies too like they do seem to be in the same universe, like style-wise. They all have this almost like a sunniness to them, like a warm tone, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. visually, like it just feels like a. It's like coming home. Like yeah, it's just comforting. I don't know. I like it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this could be just like two white females being like, ah, it's, it's like coming home. <laughs> But I think there is, like, an aspect where you don't have to be a white affluent woman to, like, feel like... I think with casting, she does that as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. It's like, um, you know, if, you, if I see Meryl Streep on screen or Diane Keaton or Steve Martin, mm-hmm. I know I'm safe. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, I can take a load I can off. relax. I don't have to like, yeah, I know what you mean. Robert De Niro is playing a kind man. Like, I can just like, he's got this. Yeah. You know, if he can do like taxi driver, he can do this. Totally. You know? Um, I love that aspect. You know, I found this article from Bustle mm-hmm. in back in 2020, Dana Schwartz. She was praising the Nancy Myers of it all and her work. And she said, where Hollywood desexualizes and disposes of women over 40, Nancy Myers celebrates them, showing them as women who have crushed their careers and become financially stable enough to buy objectively stunning pieces of property. Which I think is kind of just like a better way to say what, what I'm trying trying to say. Yeah. Just... I think her films, the casting, the aesthetics, the interiors, it's all it's all on purpose. Like Taylor Swift, she's a mastermind and it all comes together. She is. <laughs> yeah. She is a mastermind. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking how we've like watched these kind of, it's interesting. Like, I know we, we also watched First Wives Club. I know that's not Nancy Myers, but like it has a similar feeling or similar themes to me. For sure. I don't know. Why do we, and I know this is what we talked about when we talked about First Wives Club, but isn't it so interesting? Like Coastal Grandmother, that trend last year in 2020 was by a gal our age like a 26 year old yeah tiktoker who like is so inspired by nancy myers films and this kind of aesthetic and wanting to recreate that why as young people are we why do we gravitate i you know i really do think it is like because you know that's gonna be like that we eventually will be like middle-aged and it's kind of scary to think about <gasps> i'll be totally like goldie hon just warning you right now <laughs> you're gonna be like fill them up yeah <laughs> oh yeah i get it but like i just i think it's like a comfort in knowing you'll be okay maybe or just like leaning into that i don't know that there's still more ahead I, I don't know it's a generational thing too i mean like i think about my mom or my aunts or, you know, the women in my life, like the older women in my life, how none of them are married anymore. They're all divorced. They, you know, they all. They're okay. They're like thriving. They're thriving. Just like in a Nancy Myers movie. And I think that's that like age where you're coming up as like working women and like the 80s and, you know, yeah, that wave of feminism. And it might be a bit romanticized, but I'm here for it. I like too. I'm here for the fantasy. I don't know. But I'd rather, I'd rather life be like that. I'd rather have that example and that shown in like a Nancy Myers movie and in media than like a spinster. Yeah. I, I will say I, I really wonder like talking about the intern, which Jules is still older than us, but she's what we've been told is our modern day version of a successful woman and it doesn't work out for her really like she's cursed by it essentially like it's true like in that scene where she realizes uh, her husband's cheating on her yeah and she's basically like well yeah that dumb dumb he's gonna find someone else because you know he's a stay-at-home dad he has 
that cachet, but unfortunately, she's probably not going to find someone else. Which is going to lead to like the Nancy Myers. Oh my God, we can follow up. Like, I don't know. And it probably Keanu. Yes. I still am here for that. But I hated that ending too. Like, I feel like he had the worst excuse and it was really lame. It's like, sorry, babe. I made a mistake. And I don't know. It just like, it was like really, I don't know. It bothered me. Like, I get it that she wanted them to be back together, but I'm like, should she? I don't know. Cause like, like Bob De Niro's character, he's like giving. He gave her like a real talk, mm-hmm. like a, like a good like friend would, and I'm just like. But girl. it's it's true. It is like what happens next. Yeah, for a successful. They have a kid woman. too. Yeah, but still, I'm like, I don't know. It, but it, I think it does just put up a mirror. It's complicated. It's really complicated. Maybe she will have an affair with Keanu, and they'll stay married. It'll be messy. Maybe I don't know. Hopefully, but. But it is a fear that even I have. I wonder if that keeps certain women from having success. Like being successful and having a relationship and just like having it all. Because can you have it all? I I don't know. I I think you can with the right person. I I totally think so. Yeah. Yeah. Bob De Niro says you can. So. So hopefully. Feminist icon. Yes. Bob De Niro. (laughs) Truly. Now a father at 79 again. Oh, my God. Congrats, Bobby. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Any other thoughts on the Nancyisms in the Nancy Myers cinematic universe? Yes, actually. I I noticed there's like a theme in her films. Like there's a lot of nuances to life. And she, like there a lot of things are not right or wrong. You know, like, and it's complicated, like the whole affair situation. There's not like judgment placed on it, you know, even in the intern. Well, I don't personally agree with the decision at the end, you know, but it's still kind of like right and wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's this kind of like, it's almost like a relief in a way that you can like maybe make mistakes or like just go through things and things are not good or bad. Like I Mm -hmm. kind of appreciate that because I feel like we do kind of live sometimes in that like black and white thinking, just like our world just, you know, we place judgment on people sometimes without really i don't know i just think it's refreshing and especially for like the protagonists like their point of view just i don't know i like the like non-judgmental just like people making like maybe poor decisions or like we're not you know we don't have to be so harsh or so harsh on ourselves my takeaway i agree i also like if i'm going to revert back to taylor swift again (laughs) yeah I think a lot of people, because she's rumored to be dating Maddie Healy, mm. are like, this is bad. And assuming this is the person she's going to end up with, which is very anti-feminist to me. It's icky. Mm. I Because I kind of, I love the idea of life being very nuanced and messy, like in a Nancy Myers film, because I think Nancy Myers... Her characters, her protagonists are always females that it's a truly like in movies where males are the protagonist. It's truly about them and their happiness, their wants, and their ability to have these peaks and valleys. Nothing's good. Nothing's bad. It's just life. Yeah. And I think we need to have that with. With ourselves, for one, but with other people, too. Like, 
go through a messy era or like at the end of the day, you're great on your own yeah. with the person there without. Right. It's, it's all okay. So I, I love the whole. That is the takeaway. And I love that. Yeah. And I, I love like, and it's complicated. Like when Meryl Streep's like having that affair, her friends are like, yes, you go. I mean, there was like one friend who's like, I don't know. Isn't that kind of, but they're like, do your thing. Like, get the ha- you know, just go through, I don't know. Life has ups and downs and. You're allowed to make mistakes. It makes life really interesting. If you're just like a saint all the time, you've lived the most boring life. It's like the least, I don't want to throw around the word feminist, but it's like internalized misogyny that I feel like a lot of women especially have that judgment. Mm -hmm. And I love in a Nancy Myers film that they don't. Because it's like, why do women have to be perfect? Yeah. In order to be worthy. I agree. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's just like deeper messages in her films and I just really appreciate it. Like she really taps into something. I agree. I think that that is so cool too. I I think like um, Nancy Myers or Nora Ephron, these female voices from a female gaze or a female perspective, Mm -hmm. they're very important. I agree. And I think that's why women are are, uh, attracted to it. That's why I'm attracted. Like, even though Sex and the City, for example, is like created by a man, Mm -hmm. directed by a man, there's so many female writers and it shows that Carrie is an anti-hero. And I I think like... Back to Taylor Swift. Yeah, back to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Well, Taylor Swift's writing her own narrative. This is all her... Well, she's writing it because it is her life, for right. one. But her stories through her music, her songwriting, it's all her, which is very powerful. So it's empowering. But even, like all these characters in a Nancy Myers movie, or if we watch like a Sex in the City, it's like, I think they respond like to women so deeply. Yeah. Is because they're able to not just like think like a man, like they're nuanced and and. It's empowering to see females fuck up and still be worthy. Yes. Like, I love in The Intern when Anne Hathaway's character is, like, vomiting, like, in the (laughs) dumpsters outside. That vulnerability is... I feel like it is important to show both sides, I guess. Well, that scene, too, not to talk about Taylor Swift again, but, like, you know in in Mm Antihero, the line where she's talking about you know, being too tall for everyone, like a monster on a hill. Yeah. Jules, Anne Hathaway's character in The Intern, when she goes out and celebrates with the interns and, like, drinks, you know, she, you know, Ben's kind of warning her about boundaries, essentially. Like, you can't really do this with your coworkers, but she's kind of the same age as them, and she's being a little more messy, but you can't do... You know, there's, like, that pitfall of being a successful woman, who created like a startup that's successful in 18 months, you know? Yeah. Just to relate it back to Taylor Swift. But I feel like it is that like monster on a hill complex where it's like too big to hang out with people now and you're just alone, you know? They do kind of show that, yeah. I think she's low-key depressed throughout that movie, but... (laughs) Well, and she finds Robert De Niro as a a friend, as someone that she can actually talk to because she can't hang out with her interns who are her age. No. She's running... She's the CEO now, you know? Yeah. So... Everyone needs a friend. Agreed. 
Yeah. I feel like, I mean, friendships are also important too. I feel like in these movies. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just love Nancy Myers films. I do too. I want to live in them. Like just, I want a Rain Man just like <laughs> style watch all these. Same. On a loop. Just on a loop. Do you start with, do you start with like um, a Private Benjamin or a Baby Boom or do you start with the Parent Trap? Was the Parent Trap, is that like her technical director's debut by the way? Yes. You know what's really interesting is she... She came out. She came out as a director when she was like 48, which is like middle age, which is really cool. It makes so much sense that she uses that perspective in her films as well. I don't know, because she's also I feel like that's probably her peak of success when she like started directing, doing For things sure. on her own. Well, in a back back to First Wives Club, um, I think Scoldy Hawn's character is essentially like Nancy Myers. Like right? the, she's, you know, she's kind of the brain behind all the Charles Shire films. Mm-hmm. But he gets the credit. He's the director. He's the man. Yeah. And then they get divorced. She directs. Just the art of the pivot, which I've been talking about in my personal life lately. Just being able to pivot. Like, you're never too young. You're never too old. That's what Nancy Myers movies really... That's what she says. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Resonate with me. It's because, like, the art of the pivot. I love that. Yeah. Well, anything else before we we rank our NMCU movies? Oh man, that's gonna be so hard. Um, not really. I feel like we've covered a lot. I feel like that too. I hope I didn't go on too many rants and too <laughs> many Taylor Swift. So this is gonna be sorry, Brie. That no, you have okay. to edit this. Never be sorry for editing. Gonna be like Nikki, shut up. No, not at all. Okay. The Parent Trap, nineteen ninety-eight. What's your ranking? Wait, is this oh, what's my ranking? Oh, are we going Oh wait, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Brie, what's your ranking? I okay. just assumed I'm like the parent <laughs> trap is number one. Like collectively. I mean, probably, honestly. Okay, yes. My personal ranking, the parent trap is number one. Number two. It's complicated. Number three, the intern. This is hard. Now, you know, I didn't really make it this far. My, I haven't, like, ranked them to myself, so I'm doing it in real time. Um, well, because I do really enjoy the holiday, so I don't want to put that one last, you know? Okay, okay, I think I'm ready. So the parent trap, it's complicated. The intern... What women want, the holiday, and then something's got to give. As last, something's got to give? I think, I mean, I love something's got to give, but like, I don't know. Or something's got to give, and then maybe the holiday. Word. I don't know. Even because maybe the nostalgia of it for me, you know? Yeah. I do love the holiday, but then I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's my ranking. How about you? I love them all. I know. I want to put them all on number one, to be honest. It's really hard because I feel like they're all like... All number one. Even playing field. Um, okay. Disclaimer. The Parent Trap is one of my favorite movies of all time. 
don't think it's her best film. But just know my ranking is like The Parent Trap, no matter where it's ranked on this list, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not like in my top five favorite films of all time. Got it. Just speaking of Nancy films. Okay. Number one. Hmm. Wait, your number one's not going to be The Parent Trap? I don't think so. <laughs> as far as Nancy films. Yeah. Okay. My number one is Something's Gotta Give. Wow. I think this is Nancy Myers' best film because it says everything Nancy Myers' films are trying to say. And it's beautiful. And I love seeing Diane Keaton at the beach. Yeah, actually. In a bucket. I'm going to change my ring. My ring. Um, number two, it's complicated. Number three, The Intern. Number four, The Holiday. Number five, The Parent Trap. Number six, What Women Want. All right. But just know The the Parent Trap is one of my favorite movies of all time. So this is only in the Nancy-verse. I know. I think that's what I struggled with, too. I'm like, I love that movie so much. It's got to be number one. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. So good that we had the same number twos and threes. Interesting. I mean, I love it's complicated. That might be like that. Actually, might be, it might my be number, number one. one. Yeah, honestly, I, it might be. Okay, if we're doing personal, okay, I change it. I change it. I change it. I change it. If I'm going with my heart, what I love and what I think is Nancy's best, okay. it's complicated. The intern, then something's got to give, then the parent trap, then the holiday, then what women want. I agree mostly, but I feel like What Women Want, I enjoyed a lot more than I expected, and I would rank it a little higher, but I'm with you on the first, like, three. It's complicated. Something's gotta give the intern. Yeah. And then What Women Want. Or What Women Want. I don't know. I think it's a good movie, but it's her worst. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? The ending part was a little weird, actually, now that I think about it. I was a little confused. Hmm. It's a great blank check movie. It got Nancy Myers in the door so she can make Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. Yeah, Something's Gotta Give is a little better. Also has Keanu in it. It does. Can't be that. <laughs> Any movie with Keanu is like extra points. Totally. Whew. That was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I know so hard (laughs) thank you for listening please rate and review rank your favorite nancy myers films yeah just in our review just like be like nikki and brie are great anyways the parent (laughs) trap (laughs) the intern something's gotta yeah just get right into it we need to know yes we'll see y'all next week Bye. bye